Hi, it has been so exciting seeing the registrations coming in for our Revive Lifestyle Medicine Safari Retreat in Africa happening this January 2025. If this has been on your bucket list or if you have already gone and you cannot wait to go back, now is the time to save your spot. We'll be having incredible wildlife viewing excursions, including primate trekking, seeing elephants, rhinos, giraffes, lions, and more. Cultural experiences with local guides, healthful food in beautiful accommodations, participating in a service project, and sharing expertly guided lifestyle medicine activities, including nutrition, physical activity, stress relief, sleep, connection, nature, and more. How can you find out more about it? Well, go to the website, stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat. That's stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat, where you can learn more about our incredible itinerary and save your spot. CME is included for healthcare professionals. Any questions, reach out, and I cannot wait to share this incredibly transformative experience with you. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, where you learn how to be stress-free from the inside out, elevate your calm, and live your best, healthiest life. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Tiger, your self-care doctor. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I am very excited and honored today to share with you our very special guest, Dr. Randy Cook, is here to share his wisdom. And Dr. Cook is a, an amazing, has an amazing history. He's spent 44 years in practice as a general and vascular surgeon and then practiced chronic wound care, and hyperbaric medicine. He says he's now reprising his role as a prior radio personality. Previously, when he was a teenager, he was a disc jockey. Well, now he's called them DJs, <laughs> where he was playing music and chatting and telling everyone about the weather and the news for a few years during his teenage years in Alabama. And he's transitioned now into a very successful podcast called RX for Success, where he highlights the careers of successful physicians. And I had the honor of being a guest on Dr. Cook's podcast. So look out for that episode when it comes out. In addition, he says he's charting new territory and he is a coach for physicians, helping physicians who are looking for career guidance and encouragement. Welcome, Dr. Cook. Thank you very much, Robin. I, you, you make me sound uh, very important, and I, <laughs> I appreciate that. That's you very kind are. Of you. What a nice introduction. <laughs> Thank you for being here. You are very important. I, I loved hearing your story, and I loved hearing about you being a disc jockey. That's so amazing, and how you transitioned <laughs> that <laughs> several decades later into what we now do as podcasts, which is probably similar in a lot of ways to what you were doing then. It is, in many ways, similar. Yeah. So we have listeners that are both in healthcare and not in healthcare. And I believe that they could really learn from you and your experience. 
in life, whether it be in medicine, outside of medicine, in terms of the stress that you may have endured and the stresses that you may have seen in others and how you were able to navigate, how you may still be navigating, you know, what you share with others in terms of stress. Would you be able to, to talk to us about that? Sure. And one thing that I will tell you in all honesty is with respect to managing stress as a physician, I'm going to have to say I was a miserable failure. Uh, and but the the reason for that, Robin, is there was a profound change in the way that we deliver health care in the nearly half century that I practiced. Employed physicians were a rarity when I started my practice in 1980. And as you are aware, today, a substantial majority, well, I don't know if I should say substantial, but but a a significant majority of physicians that go into practice as of today will be an employee. And throughout the the probably 99% of the years that I spent in practice, regardless of the location or uh, what I was doing, you mentioned that I transitioned out of surgery and into chronic wound care. But I don't think I ever had a day when I I just couldn't wait to get to work. You know, it was just that rewarding and that fulfilling. And during those last couple of years of my practice, I was sort of neither fish nor fowl. I was an independent practitioner. I was responsible for my, for my own billing, but yet I was an employee of the hospital in that uh, uh, I was the medical director of my wound center. And I felt that their uh, ideas about uh, the, the, the degree of control they had over me, the oversight that they had over me, I thought was a bit of overreach. And I thought that they were forcing me into territory that I felt to be uh, clinically unsound. And I really did not deal with it very well. I was close enough to retirement age uh, that uh, that was my ultimate solution. I just felt like I wasn't happy going to work anymore. So uh, I'll just stop. And, And fortunately for me, just exactly simultaneously with that, I got in, uh, I got connected with Rhonda Crow and the MD Coaches Project. And we'll talk about that as we go along. But as much as I hate to disappoint you, I, I didn't deal with the stressful part of my practice uh, very well at all, but it has been a great teacher. Well, it's not disappointing at all because your story, albeit different, is in fact very much the same as many physicians who mm-hmm. have felt that they don't have autonomy. You are one of the lucky ones because you actually remember a time when you actually got up every single day and really enjoyed going into work and doing what you were doing. And then you saw this transition point where hmm, things, things have shifted. Things exactly. actually aren't the way that they used to be. Exactly. When, when did that happen? It's very difficult to pinpoint. Uh, it's one of those things where you don't realize you're being overtaken, but yet you are. But I would say probably around uh, actually the beginning of the 21st century is when we began to see more and more physicians being employed and uh, fewer and fewer physicians in independent practice. And I I don't think that that was uh, uh, an accident. I think there is an explanation for that. When I finished my medical training, I had some educational debt, but I had it paid off in about three years. 
And I talk to lots of physicians on my podcast uh, that are wondering if they're ever going to get their uh, educational debt paid off. So they feel like they don't really have a lot of choices. You know, they don't have the opportunity to accept a relatively uh, low rate of pay for themselves as they would do probably if they were an independent practitioner. They sign up uh, but because, you know, you as you are aware, there are lots of places that would like to hire you and they give you this big fat bonus. And, uh, you know, you, you know what your paycheck is going to be from the outset. And that makes it a little easier to plan your financial future. So that was the change. And uh, it's been underway for a good 20 years, I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, even in my own story, a few decades ago was when I think things really started to to change mm-hmm. like tangibly. You and I spoke, uh, you know, when, when I was uh, on your podcast, which I had a ball, uh, <laughs> by the way, but you talked about that moment when you realized you had uh, transitioned from performing procedures and interpreting images to being a repository for RVUs. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're a commodity at that point. You don't feel, well, you, you sense that you've become something other than the physician, the person who should always have the patient's best interest in mind. Yeah. And that's a stressor. You know, if, if you're mm-hmm. the kind of person who is motivated to be a healer, that's a huge stress. It's a very big stress. So when you started to notice this transition happening, what did you notice in your own life? How were you showing up? Did you see yourself changing? How you were with other people? How you're with yourself? Can you maybe Mm -hmm. share some of that? I was constantly angry. You know, I, I always... Getting in the exam room and being with the patients was the lifesaver. And the, the amount of time that I spent and the experience that I had in patient care and the exam rooms and that sort of thing never really changed. But the day-to-day interactions that I had to experience with uh, uh, what I came to call the bureaucrats. And I, unfortunately, I didn't have the uh, benefit of your wisdom at that time. And, and I didn't understand that the anxiety that I was feeling and the disappointment that I was facing was a manifestation of stress. It was simply that. But, but that was it. You know, when I, when I, as a hospital employee and someone who was expected to just simply do what I was told when they made decisions uh, that may or may not affect patient care and to, to have no veto power. I, I mean, I wasn't even invited to the discussion. It was just more than I could bear. And so you're angry. You noticed that there was an anger that you Mm -hmm. didn't used to have. Yeah. And some anxiety that you didn't used to have. And my my wife would, of Mm -hmm. course, (laughs) as you might expect it, uh, she spotted it before I did. And, you know, she tried to be uh, helpful. She tried to be supportive. And she was to the extent that a person can be in that circumstance. And I wasn't particularly receptive. That wasn't the kind of advice that I wanted. I didn't want somebody to tell me, look, you, you got to play amongst the rules that have been dealt out for you and, you, you know, do what you can do for the patients. But the, uh, the business decisions are out of your hands. And of course, she's right about that. But I, I didn't, I didn't do well with it. Yeah. So how, how else did it show up for you? You know, when you didn't do well with it, what were you noticing? Anything else? You know, sure. 
didn't sleep well. I didn't feel like uh, I, I've always been relatively active. Unfortunately, my knees wore out a long time ago, but uh, I used to do a lot of walking. I used to play a lot of golf. I used to like to get outside and do things. And I found myself more and more sequestered indoors and just doing nothing except feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not a very good prescription for success, is it? Well, it actually <laughs> is. I think it actually is. I think we're going to get there. So let's go back to when you did wake up every day and you were excited about your job and you felt like you're making a difference in the way that you wanted to. What can we learn from that time period in your life? What was different then? Is there anything that we could bring in besides the bureaucracy? Is there anything that Mm -hmm. we could bring in from that time period, particularly with for younger physicians or Mm -hmm. other younger individuals who are not in healthcare that are feeling the way that you were feeling in your job now? What can we learn from that experience? I think it is critically to always keep in your mind exactly why you are going to work, why Mm -hmm. you are putting yourself in the position of a healer. And there should be great satisfaction in that. And it gets a little harder to do that in today's environment. And I, I hear about it from time to time. I don't practice anymore, so I'm not around physicians as much as I once was, but, uh, you know, I read the, the, the little mailers that go out, uh, Kevin MD and, uh, you know, MedPage today and those kinds of things. And, and I can see that unquestionably there are people that are uh, feeling a great deal of disappointment in the world that they live in. And, 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 I, and I think the key is to remember to focus on what you are there for, what your purpose is as a healer, and make sure that you soak up the personal satisfaction from that. The other part of it is another skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we do at MD Coaches. We try to help people develop the skills to make sure that their message gets heard and the the, the sorts of things that you do, you know, with respect to meditation and yoga that uh, I really encourage people to get in touch with that part of the physiology that we find so mysterious, but yet it is so powerful, right? Yeah. It can just overtake you. It can bring you down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a choice. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is to remember your why. When you get up and That's go. It's a very good way to put it. Yeah. To remember your why. Right? Like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Absolutely. Yeah. So you didn't think that you had anything to offer after telling your second part of your story there and that you didn't have a really good prescription, but I beg <laughs> to differ because. As you alluded to, you didn't just quit your job, throw up your arms, stay angry, stay inside, do nothing, sit on the couch, watch Netflix, eat lots of junk food, right? You you could have done that, right? You could have just said, all right, that's it, game over, right? right? You didn't do that. You decided to, to be a coach. 
I did. And it's very important to make sure that you disclose fully and to tell you the truth. I had no idea that was coming. It wasn't my mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wasn't going to work every day and saying, gee, I'm miserable and I don't think I want to do this anymore. I'll go be a coach. It was mm-hmm. not like that at all. Rhonda Crow, who is the founder and CEO of MD Coaches, called me. I had worked with Rhonda in the past. Uh, I used to be uh, an educator and a bit of a, a regional manager for a huge wound care company that I won't name, but we, she and I both worked uh, in the same company. Uh, I had already separated myself from, from that management company, but in any case, I hadn't heard from her well over a year, maybe a couple of years. And uh, she called me out of the blue and said she was starting this company called MD Coaches and she wanted to publicize it uh, with a podcast. She knew that I had a background in radio, even though it was way back in the dark ages. And I went, that, that sounds kind of like fun. I could probably do that. And, and then there was the, oh, by the way, I want you to become a coach as well. So it was, this is an example, I think of, how important it is to have your eyes open when you're feeling hopeless like that, because the opportunities are out there. You may not spot them and walk right up to them on your own, but just being open to the possibility of uh, seeing things another way can really sort of get you redirected. And that's what happened with me and with MD coaches in the podcast. Yeah. So she saw something in you that you didn't even see in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't have thought of it in a million years. Yeah. And here you are. (laughs) (laughs) And here I am. Helping other physicians find the prescription for their success, you know, in. Certainly. I hope so. Yeah. And whatever it is that they're going through right now. You know, taking what you experienced and you know, both sides of the fence, you know how it could be and you know what happened, which is amazing insight because many physicians only know this one side of the fence. I know. And I, you know, I find that uh, very disturbing. You know, I'm afraid that we're going to lose. We probably have lost who knows how many very capable physicians because it just didn't feel right. And Mm -hmm gosh, I don't even want to think about the ones that committed suicide because they didn't think there was another way, but there is. Yeah, there is. There is. So tell us what your typical client looks like and, you know, how do you weave your wisdom into whatever's going on with them? Well, you know, we're looking for the clients tell us that and, and, and we don't have enough of a base to say, this is what the typical person looks like. But, you know, coaching, as you know, it's not therapy. It's not uh, career counseling. It's about helping people understand and discover the talents that they have and then uh, look for ways to elevate those talents. That's what athletic coaches do, you know. So the potential client, which I think is what you're asking me about, would be someone who really feels uh, drawn to the healing arts and wants to make a difference uh, as a physician, but they feel like they're not finding that fulfillment. And maybe they have some idea about something else that they would like to do. 
You know, maybe they would, maybe they're tired of being an employee and maybe they want to be self-employed and uh, call all the shots, but my goodness, how in the world would I go about doing that? Mm-hmm. Well, that would be a, a person that certainly should seek out coaching. And we get to talk about uh, the options that are there and we get to help them weigh the advantages and disadvantages all along the way. And uh, we get to help them not chart out the rehabilitation plan for them, but to help them see what the options are and let them pick the options that are best for them and hopefully get them headed in in a better direction so that they can, in fact, be in control of their destiny. That's beautiful. So like me, and I was told years ago to make your mess your message. And I feel like that's what you're doing. You basically took a situation that was not ideal. And now you're turning around to help other people with their situations. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I vivid, pardon me, I vividly remember exactly how excited I was uh, when I, uh, when I started seeing patients as a, as a junior medical student. And if somebody feels that same excitement, and I'm sure they do, I would hate for them to miss out on the opportunity to feel exactly what I did for mm-hmm. nearly a half century. Because it's, it's, uh, it's very rewarding. It's very fulfilling. And it, I think it can happen for anybody. But it's very easy to be distracted by the scores of people around you who just don't see the world that you see. You know, there are people whose job it is to see balance sheets and RVUs and things of that nature. And one doctor is just like another. In fact, we could probably replace you with an advanced level practitioner. You're better than that. You're way better than that. I I shouldn't say that. I I don't want to make people think that uh, there is uh, a valuation difference between a physician and an an advanced level practitioner. But you are, you fulfill a particular purpose as a physician that no one else can fill. And, and you deserve the opportunity to do that. Well, I think that anyone who has the opportunity to be your client would be very lucky You're to very have kind. your insight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, we want our, you know, the nurse practitioners and the docs to be partners, to work alongside Absolutely. each other, to get along. We don't want anybody replacing anybody. Right. And, so and in most team. cases that, you know, that seems to be what's happening. But yet there are those out there that have, uh, I think, purposely pitted the different groups of providers against each other. And we just can't let that happen. No, we have to stick together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dr. Cook, if you could leave our listeners with one pearl of wisdom, what would you, what would you like to leave them with? Only one. Gosh. <laughs> well, if you want to, if you want to leave more than one, that's okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess I think the most important thing is what I've already said. And that is just don't ever take your eye off the ball. You know, re- remember what your purpose is. And if you just never forget that and can keep your head about you, you'll be okay. But 
It was so easy to be distracted. So, so my advice is uh, remember what you're here for. Remember what you were thinking when you applied to medical school. Don't ever forget about that. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So where can our listeners find you? Where can they find you if they'd like to reach out, if they want to learn more about you, if they want to schedule with you? Well, of course, I would be delighted for people to tune into the podcast. It's uh, Prescription for Success or Rx for Success. And and that one's easy to find. Uh, You can just type into your browser, Rx for success podcast.com and the whole array of them. Uh, as you know, we just uh, celebrated our second anniversary. I think we've got uh, something like 70 episodes out there. So that's there. And in addition to that, there are links to the MD coaches website, which is my mdcoaches.com. And I, I'm pretty sure check my notes and make sure I got this right. But when I appear on uh, other people's podcast, we have a deal out there. Let me make sure I get this right. Uh, so if, if you go to the mymdcoaches.com website, you should immediately get a window that pops up for a promotion where if you uh, subscribe to the MD Coaches newsletter, uh, which costs you nothing, the first five persons to do that get a free 30-minute coaching session. Oh, lovely. Okay, I'll make sure to put all of that in the notes for sure. <laughs> and that's how they can reach you as well through the through the site? Yeah, email addresses and handles for social media, and we're on all of them, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all of that's in there on the website. I'm, I'm happy to get emails at Randall with two L's, randall.cook at mymdcoaches.com. Okay. Well, thank you for all that. Again, I'll put all of that in the show notes. You can reach Dr. Cook and learn more about him and listen to his amazing podcast. And I want to thank Dr. Cook for being here, for sharing his wisdom. I'd like to thank all of you for listening and for taking time to take care of amazing you. And remember to be kind to one another and be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of the Stress-Free MD podcast. Hi, I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Stress-Free MD podcast, learning short, actionable tools to relieve the stress in your life. And I've got some amazing news for you. I've created some short videos for you where you can learn stress-relieving tools by video format as well. Me teaching you on videos. They're totally free. They're very short. They're about five minutes in length each because I know how busy you are. And all you have to do is go to my website, www.stressfreemd.net. And the homepage, it says feel calm now. And then you can click the link to get your free videos and I'll send them directly to your inbox and your email. And you can share this website with your friends, your family, your colleagues, so they can feel calm too. (laughs) So go get your videos. What are you waiting for?